We are in full swing with the World Cup, and it has been an um, unbelievable couple of days so far. By the time you're listening to the podcast, you've pretty much gotten through the first round of matches in the World Cup, and I think, listen, there's only one game that matters so far in game or week one, however you want to classify it, of games. Uh, that have taken on in the group stages here. Mexico, one nothing winners over the reigning, defending, universal champion, Germany. Unbelievable way to uh, open up the 2018 World Cup. Something we didn't see for sure. A lot of surprising plot twists. Who would have thought that the U.S. would have drama in a uh, event that they're not even participating in? Roderick McNeil, Justin Churchill in. I am Tom Quinlan, and uh, this is the home of Trader Free Radio. By the way, I didn't I, I didn't notice that the um the the new World well, Cup video had uh, Will Smith in it. Will Smith is uh, in the uh, new uh, World Cup song for this year. Who even sings the World Cup song? Uh, Will Smith is one of them. He sings it. Yeah, he's in it. Uh, Will Smith, Nikki Jam. Nikki Jam is 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 the main person. It sounds like that's a man. Uh, Who Will the hell Smith is Nikki Jam and uh, Era Estrefi. Twenty eighteen okay. World Cup Russia official video. It's called "Live It Up." Waving flag is probably the best World Cup theme. Yeah, I probably. I mean, I don't know the. Uh, wasn't there a cool one in ninety eight too? I forget. I'll look it up. But, uh, yeah. Did one. Let's see. Yeah. So, are you guys uh, fans of Mexico yet? Because Landon Donovan wants no. you to be a fan of Mexico. No. Landon Donovan can root for whoever he wants to. Anyone can root for whoever he wants to. Um, Which you can do as an American. Sure. That's your right. Of course you can. Sure, why not? Um, but, yeah, I, the the problem I have with this is, is, is two things. One is that, okay, Let's start at you know at just the the baseline level that this is a paid advertisement. Landon Donovan took money from Wells Fargo to do this. This wasn't him coming out just taking, "Hey, it's me, Landon Donovan. And I'm going to cheer for Mexico. Isn't that great?" It's an ad, and so so it's, it's disingenuous in that level. But then you know after you know there was the backlash about this, then he goes after Carlos Bocanegra, which I I still think he he owes Bocanegra an apology for. I mean that statement was just. Uh, to me, beyond what you know, it crossed a line, and 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 I don't think that Donovan's tweet today, where he said, "Okay, I deleted the tweet," uh, I don't think he really quite got that or addressed it. What you know, what what was bothering people about it? I mean, you're like a national hero. Do we still hear an echo with me? No, you're fine. I I don't hear an echo on my end. You're good. Uh, I, I don't, hear it in my head. Yeah, you sound, sorry, you sound folks. Okay. You sound good. Um. He's like a national hero, and that's kind of what what's so stunning. I mean, we understand that he has a relationship with the actual country of Mexico. It's like a love hate thing with them too. They actually respect Donovan for what he's done and plays in Lyon and all that, all that jazz. I mean, it just went too far. And I, I mean, I think part of it should be blamed on Wells Fargo. I mean, you you gotta. How are people not seeing that we're gonna be pissed? When you're telling us to root for Mexico, it's not just this. It's Alexi Lawless. It's Fox Sports. Who cares who you're rooting for? Don't don't try and force feed it down Americans' throats. I mean, even the casual fans are going to be like, 
well, why the hell would I root for Mexico? Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, um, for those who didn't see it, we should we should quote the tweet. And this was, you know, Donovan was, you know, I tweeted in as part of this ad campaign with Wells Fargo about his, you know, um, my other team is Mexico. And, and Bocanegra responded, quote, tweeted him, said, really? And this was the response from Donovan was, you know, responding directly to Bocanegra was you grew up in SoCal and owe much of your soccer skill to playing with Mexicans. Your father is of Mexican descent. Look around our country. Are you happy with how we are treating Mexicans? Open your mind, stand for something and remember where you came from. I, I, I read that and I cringed. I, I don't mean I, and then I think a lot of people did. It's not about the, it's not about the political aspect. It, it's no, I, about, I don't see that. It's about the rivalry, and it's it's yes, we're maybe making too much of a deal out of it because it's, you know, it's just a sport, but it's the the world's game, and we all love it. You know, this show is about that sport, so you know we're gonna talk about it. People are gonna get upset. I mean, you're the face of U.S. soccer, probably not as much now with with Polish in the fray, but you're you're what got us to that point. It just feels like you're stabbing us in the back. It feels like you're being a little petty as well because of what happened four years ago. Um, and you know, that's not our fault. We're the fans. That's not our fault. That's an internal thing. We're working to fix that. I don't know. I, 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 I'm pretty, I'm pretty, it it hurts. It it hurts to see him, him say something like that. And, you know, most people, most of the people have, have came out and spoken against what he said to Bocanegra for sure. And also to an extent, okay, I I have no problem like Taylor Twelman and, and, Eric Winalda and all them, they, you know, they don't have any problem with actual Mexicans or Mexican American right. Americans. Exactly. Either. That's um, exactly it. It's yeah. just, you know, you don't want to, the Red, a Red Sox fan's not going to cheer for the Yankees to win the World Series. That's the analogy everyone's using because you got to put it in layman's terms, uh, you know, every four years. That's exactly what that would be. I mean, it, sure. it's, it's, you don't, you wouldn't see a Real Madrid fan rooting for Barcelona in the Champions League final. That is, would never happen. Or, right. Or, or even, you know, uh, apples to apples comparison just in the World Cup. Do you, do you think anyone in, in Scotland is rooting for England today? Hell no. <laughs> you know, if, uh, if Argentina gets knocked out, are they rooting for Brazil? No. No. no it's from a purely sporting point of view. And, it is and, possible. And, and hey, to, for to, what to it's worth. Those two things separate. For what it's worth, I love it. I love the fact that U.S. soccer fans are not sitting back. And I mean, first off, again, for a guy that's supposed to be the face of this this country's program, right? I mean, he's he's the MVP award is named after him. They've rolled out the red carpet for him. They've given he has carte blanche with U.S. soccer. Even if he did this from a monetary standpoint. Where's the common sense of an advisor being around him and saying, you know what, eh, we might not want to do this one. You know, I think for him to put it in the perspective of, well, you know, maybe if we weren't so, and this is his words, and, and I am um, paraphrasing just slightly here, but he he drew comparison to the way of the cl- political climate with Mexican-Americans in this country. And that's just incredibly stupid because that's not the conversation. That's 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 right. so off base from from what you're you're telling people to do, and and it's insulting people's intelligence. And it's it's really disgusting today that, and this was Monday, June eighteenth, that Taylor Twelman has to go on 
that show with um, Mike Greenberg that everybody's still trying to figure out if they should watch it or not, that woke show or whatever the hell it's called. And they've got to go out and, and tell Trump has got to go out there and defend himself and say, no, I don't hate Mexican-Americans. Like, that's the point in, in, in this country where we're at, where, you know, you have to go out there and defend yourself of being a racist. But you can say, yes, I, I don't want to root for against Mexico. Again, I love the fact that there's a little bit of fire out there, but it's disgusting that it was made so political. Well, I think, you know, what I take from that, and, and I, I agree with pretty much all what you said there, but um, where this went awry is where, you know, Donovan, you know, could have just done, you know, it, it was the response. You know, it, you could have done this ad. You could have done the same thing yep. in a all humorous way, humorous, humorous way, tongue in cheek. You know, when he, when he got, you know, responses to it, he could have just re- responded to it lightheartedly. Said, you know, it just but it's when. You you know he, he took the other direction and made it about you know but you know as as if he was taking a moral stand that that's where you lose people because it's disingenuous he yeah and and, you, and maybe maybe he really ad, yeah. when you watch I, the ad it's yeah. it's it, it wouldn't have been harmless it would have been harmless just it would have been funny like the ad with right. him in the last World Cup sure. with with playing FIFA and saying I'm not going to Brazil and it's all just playful oh, yeah. but when you tweet that and right. And it's just uh, when I when I say it's a freaking scarf saying my other team is Mexico. I mean, come on. And when when I say this disingenuous, I mean, I I believe that that Donovan, his response, what he said was was heartfelt and and sincere. But it's disingenuous from the point of view is, hey, come on, this is a paid advertisement. This is this is this is what he's this also is not going down I mean, to Arizona it's, it's right now and campaign. he's not going down to the border and he's not going down and seeing the real crisis that that's out there. So don't try to spin this political garbage that you're going to spin on me without actually doing some action. If you're going to complain about the way that uh, a certain demographic is treated in this country, nobody's denying that there are problems in this country. But don't speak as if you're actually doing something from a social activist standpoint. And that's think, where it gets. Discussed. I think I don't know if we know that, that he's not, was but I think it's just what misplaced. that was was just a. A, a, a cop out. He he knew what he did upset yeah, a lot of people, I, and I think he I tried to cop cop. The way out you do it from a funny it backfired bad. The way you do it from a funny standpoint too. Go back to when David Ortiz did the New York Yankees commercial with. Uh, that was funny. Now that that's that was, that's how you could spin it off and make it funny. It, it, the commercial on its own would have been funny if I didn't know the context behind it before it came out, and it came out on Saturday, I believe. And he tweeted that Saturday morning or something like that. The ad itself wasn't bad. Sunday. Yeah, it was just him and Marco Fabian. And it was kind of, you know, tongue in cheek. And then there's some random guy. I don't know who the random guy was. Um, guy. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if he was an actor or something because I don't pay attention to pop culture. They, but, they didn't bring in uh, Hattrick Rick. Hattrick, oh, Hattrick Rick. I forgot <laughs> about Hattrick Rick. <laughs> Another should, Wells Fargo no, ad. No, they should bring in um, Ted Lasso. That's who they should bring in and have <laughs> and have him yell at Donovan to to say okay you're american and i'm an american coach and ted lasso should be the next us national team coach that's what should happen well if you, and here's what if you want to, if you want to spin it as for, from a landon donovan standpoint of okay i'm in a really tight situation here i want to work myself out of it i want to give a coherent sports analysis of why american soccer fans or even an average layman's fans why they should support mexico you want to support the region in, in, in CONCACAF from going out there That's what I say and that. pooping the bed in the World Cup on the world stage. You have to show that, okay, the reason why the world, the United States did not make it into the World Cup in this cycle was because the field was uh, substantially choose better. Choose your words and carefully. Substantially better, and 
you know, it, it, it was a tough qualification group. And, you know, for, for, for Costa Rica and Panama and Mexico to go out there and not do well, it, it doesn't shine well on the United States talent pool as a whole. So you should sure. want Mexico to go out there and, and, and do well to say, hey, listen, this was our nightmare. Now you got to go deal with them, Germany. Now you got to go deal with this Argentina. Isn't it isn't it ridiculous, though, that this is, you know, the third World Cup in a row where Landon Donovan has been the big story and he hasn't even played in the last two. I mean, you you talk about, you know, two two World Cups ago, the big goal against Algeria last cycle, the big controversy where he doesn't make the team. And that's all anyone talked about, uh, you know, for for weeks on end. And, you know, now with, with us, not and again, Landon Donovan's the big story. Well, I mean, I, he's a bit egotistical, I think, uh, on a personal level. I mean, and what, right. what and, I and in a way, it's kind of his. It's it's because of his own actions where he's been yeah. the big story. But no, I mean, the, the sabbatical, the his relationship with Klinsman, his response I mean, to not, getting, you know, not getting picked last yeah, time. It, it was always abrasive, and what, abrasive, but to the point where he's acting like, oh, it doesn't bother me. But it, in reality, you you keep getting the spotlight back on you. You then go work for Fox Fox Sports um, after not making the World Cup. So, you, so people are focused on you. The, they're talking to you after the games. Or was that ESPN that he was worked ESPN for? ESPN last World Cup cycle. I think I think he's really yeah. disappointed yeah. people this time. Yeah, I mean, this. I mean, luckily he's he's pretty much done with with you know soccer on our level. And if he just kind of stays quiet for a while, we'll we'll kind of move past this. It's not like it's you know the worst thing in the world it's bad and you well, know he, he can he can make up for it and i think he, he needs to do a little damage control stay off the social media for a little while and you know we'll, we'll see if we keep seeing that commercial i mean it's just it they have to see that it did not resonate well with u.s actual u.s soccer soccer fans well if he if he's got a uh, a future in coaching maybe his uh, his future is south of the border yeah well maybe he's gonna <laughs> coach the Mexican youth national teams and steal our players and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. And you pictured uh, 2026, uh, Tom hates him. So Tom's a bit happy at this too. I feel like I listen again, you the hate. only defense, the only defense that I could give Landon Donovan today for the, for the scarf tweet is, is the fact that again, you want Mexico to go out there and do well. Can we talk about that game? Uh, last Saturday, by the way, I mean it's. I mean it's. it's uh, it re- that's really the storyline after the first Sunday, wasn't it? Sunday, what? No, it was Saturday, Sunday, Sunday. I don't know. I had a four day weekend. I have to go yeah, back to work all, tomorrow. The days all blending together at this point. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was Sunday. It was, it was a, Sunday. The, remember the same day as the final round of the U.S. Open, which was on the oh, yeah. Fox Network. Ah, uh, yes. Scene. There we go. So that's why. <laughs> So yeah, I, I listen. First off, before we get into the Fox side of that, talk about the game. Let's talk about the game. And I, listen, exciting, great stuff. Huge everything, win. impressive you, win. Everything you want to see in a World Cup game. I think that was definitely one of the more exciting games. Up, I mean, listen, that Germany and 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 um, Mexico right up there with Portugal and Spain. A pair of great games to open up the World Cup. Sure, but. Counterpoint and call me the biased U.S. soccer fan, but I saw some serious issues with Mexico and obviously Germany too. Wasn't they were just horrendous got, in defense? They got run in the midfield. Mexico should have won that game five six nothing, and they didn't. Um, they're not going to be able to do what they did against Germany and be effective 
against Sweden. I don't know about South Korea. Um, they should at, at this point they're getting out of the group because you know that was a huge result and and credit to them for it. But they, they they're not going to be able to play that way when they see an opponent like South Korea or Sweden. They're going to play um, down to them. They're going to think that. They need to play their attacking flair style. What they played, we've not seen that from Mexico before. We've never seen them just focus on the counter. They played like the U.S. plays. And that is all on Osario. He set up that that knowing that Germany would be overconfident, push too many players forward, and using his quicker and, and faster forwards and midfields, completely destroyed them on the counterattacks. They should have scored oh, so many goals. You, you don't exaggerate at all when you say that. I mean, it, yeah. they you're not talking about, you know, just, oh, well, they had, you know, a, a half chance here and a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a clean shot there. This was multiple counterattacking opportunities where they've got, you know, two on one, three on two, three on one, or, and yeah. and they just botched it, made a, made a bad final pass or, or just, just missed an open goal. Uh, they, they should have been really legitimately should have been at least at least four or five goals on the board for Mexico with those opportunities. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, that's I don't want I'm not trying to take away from what they did. They they played uh, they executed that game plan perfectly. It was an impressive win. And uh, it it really changes a lot about the way this bracket is going to play out the rest of the tournament, uh, especially for the eventual winner of Group B, because now you've got Germany on the most likely on the other side of the bracket, assuming Mexico gets the job done from here on out in the rest of the group. Um, and, you know, you may have Argentina, if they fail to win their group, flipping to the other side. So it, that's you know, looking a bit further ahead. But um, Mexico, I, I think, you know, if, if they're able to hold on to win this group, you got to consider them a favorite to get to the quarterfinals now. Yeah, I think quarterfinals is definitely finally going to be a possibility for them, but we'll see how the pairings work out. It could set up for the Brazil-Germany qual- uh, qu- uh, round of 16, which would actually be a pretty good game. Yeah. Uh, the, the, both those teams, though, surprising. A lot of surprises, as Tom said, at the, the open of the show. I mean, you know, you got France not playing up to snuff. You know, Spain, Portugal. fortunate to win, yeah. Yeah, Spain, Portugal was pretty good. Argentina not doing too well there. Um, Belgium did well. England... I was listening to Talksport, and they're a little overconfident. Um, they beat Tunisia. That's a lot of chances. <laughs> you know, it's 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 not like they they beat yep. a you know a very good team. I know they you know came and won the game, but they, uh, I don't see them going very far. So yeah. it's pretty got, open. Yeah, but you know, got the result they needed. But you know, like you said, uh, you know, Brazil also, uh, you know, not able to win their opener, uh, and so it, yeah, you have a. A, a lot of the big teams, a lot of the heavy favorites that uh, you know are, are struggling early, and I, th- I think it is open. But uh, I mean, you look at a team. I mean, in, as far as Mexico, I mean, I I think they're in outstanding position to uh to you know to make a deep run. Um, Can I just so, add another yeah. team that just is a disappointment yeah. after the first ra- uh, weekend of games? Costa Rica. I thought they were unimpressive versus Serbia. Yeah. It's kind of a that group is is pretty tough uh, for them, and it's going to be hard. I mean, they came, they came out, and I think they they started well. They really should have finished their chances though, because they 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 had to know that they weren't going to have very many. Yeah. Well, I think that that group is deceptively tougher than it than it, than it might appear to a lot of people. I mean, because uh, you know Switzerland doesn't get a lot of respect, but I know Justin, you made you know you were you know making the strong case for Switzerland over you know over the weekend. 
about mm-hmm. you know how you know that's a hey, maybe maybe you know you don't you know the FIFA rankings aren't perfect, but you know they're 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 not uh, they're not a fraud team. And I also think Serbia is, is a bit underrated too. Uh, you know, I think people don't want to give that team a lot of credit, but that's you know that's not a not a bad side either. So, uh, but now Costa Rica did not look good. You know, my favorite game was the Denmark Peru game. That was so fun. far. It was a fun game to watch. It was. Um, you know, it was exciting. There was. Well, I mean, maybe aside from Portugal, Spain, would you like it more than that? <laughs> well, Portugal, Spain was great. Okay. And okay. we, can, we can get into the yeah. Messi versus Ronaldo debate. Um, no, I don't think every, there's a debate. Know, Come on now. You know, <laughs> Sean seems to think there was a debate, and we got into a little tissy fit about it. Here, yeah, Sean. Here's, I'm talking about you. Here's the way I look at this Ronaldo-Messi debate. It, it's cl- clear and simple. What you saw Ronaldo do against Spain is is, and what you saw Messi do or not do against Iceland is what separates them. Uh, on this on this stage, I mean, listen. There has been nobody in world football or world soccer, however you want to classify it, that has been greater or has had a greater run than Cristiano Ronaldo has over the last four years since the World Cup in Brazil. The guys won a Champions League every single season with Real Madrid. Uh, there's a couple of La Liga titles in there. He's been, uh, he's got a couple of Ballon d'Ors in there. I mean, listen, uh, he, he won Euros uh, two years ago. I mean, uh, who has been, who has had a hotter run in the last four years than Cristiano Ronaldo? Nobody, nobody. And he's older, and he's, you know, he he did a lot of those things injured. It's destiny, and right it now, really is destiny at this point. He, he's not injured. Um, that's the thing. He went out and scored the hat trick, and yes, he's a bit older now. But I honestly really think that this is what's going to define him over over the Messi debate. I mean, he took over that game. He he that that free kick. We most people knew that what was going to happen there, and he he delivered on it, and it was very impressive. And um, he's older, but he, he might be older, but at the same time. He's like LeBron James. He's like Tom Brady. He is conditioned to play till he's past forty. Yeah, he's eating avocado ice cream. Yeah, sleeping in sleeping in bubbles and stuff like that. I mean, the, I, mean I don't want to go too far into that beat because we're just we're just rehashing stuff that people have already you know they I've I've seen it a lot on Twitter. I got into a a discussion with with Sean over in our little group chat over the weekend. I don't um, think there's a debate. I think all three of us acknowledge that Cristiano Ronaldo is the better player right now. I mean, if, and listen, Sean, and listen, there, Sean is there's a, a debate. Sean, Sean there's a debate. A, yeah, Sean <laughs> wants there to be a debate. I don't think he's picked, um, but I, I, I've picked. I've picked. I've always leaned towards Ronaldo. This solidified everything for me. Right. That game, the fact that Portugal now has a chance to win this World Cup, and I did not say that. I sat down with Roderick. Two weekends ago, and Roger said, "Well, I kind of think they're a dark horse candidate." I said, "No, they're not gonna. They're not gonna beat the likes of Germany and France. This Portuguese team can beat any anyone, and he is that team." I'm sorry to tell you, tell people, he you is know, the Portuguese team. People, you know, will like like to criticize the way Portugal won the Euros a couple of years ago, but they won the Euros. I mean, you, you know, it's you got you get results, and you know, and every step of the way. It's been Ronaldo getting it done. I, I just hope this this World Cup has been you know fantastic for the first round of games so far. I, I just I hope it's I hope this World Cup rewards us with a knockout round matchup between Portugal and Argentina 
that potentially could happen if Portugal wins their group, if Argentina oh. wins, their, wins their group, that oh would be a, quarterfi- a quarterfinal matchup that would be the game to end all games. Oh my, I mean, what, do you know the date that would be? Uh, I, I can, can tell you, you real quick. I, I believe yeah. that yeah. would be oh. July 1st, I want to say. Well, let me, let me, let me, Is that a weekend? No, you know what? It might be the, the week after. Uh, give me, give me a second, and I'll, I'll give yeah. you. July first would. I'll go into what I. July first would here. be a weekend because uh, July fourth is on a Wednesday this year. So the third oh, is on yeah. a so Tuesday. Weekend. Uh, the right, second no, would, is on a Monday. So that that's Sunday, July first. Uh, okay. it's, it's, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be the first knockout round. No, it would be the the. Uh, oh, the round of sixteen. So those are mid, right. Aren't those midweek or on those a weekend too? Those are those are the sixth and seventh of July, which is a Friday Saturday. Mm. Uh, so see, the would that would be the winner group B. That's match fifty one, and that would be the winner going to that would be Saturday, July seventh. Oh my god, that would be so awesome. If if they both win their group, that's the. Quarterfinal matchup. Can you, oh. assuming, assuming they both advance. <laughs> wow. Uh, another one quick thing, just before I, because I do want to touch on the coverage of this World Cup. Uh, anyone notice how there hasn't been a single red card yet? Not I don't think one. anything has warranted a red card. I mean, you, you, you no, nope, it hasn't. I yeah, I, I can't say one's been missed. I would say yeah, video assistant referee has been spot on too. I, I think that there probably should have been a lot more yellow cards so far in yeah. some of these games, especially uh, especially today, uh, you know, with England Tunisia. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I guess that's kind of surprising. Yeah, I, I just, a lot I, of penalties though. Yes, a lot of penalties because of VAR, and this is. But if they're undisputable. When do, you go back and you, you think look any at them, them sure. they've been wrong. I, no, I, they're not wrong. But where's the where is the variable factor? You know, where's the controversy? Ah, it's just. But you're taking out the controversy. This is the whole point of having I, VAR. The point of soccer is controversy, man. <laughs> Come hey, on. Listen, I want to be mad ask, about something. Ask the Irish how they feel about controversy in soccer. Ask okay. America, United States. Come on. There, so many uh, occasions. And I'm a huge U.S. soccer fan. And I, I don't know if I want it used that much. The other thing. Well, I, I like the way that this is set up. It's better than MLS, let me tell you. The, the way they're doing this is the right way to do it. It's I, very I efficient. Say. It's very efficient. Don't, it should be. You should have you know at least one, if not a team of officials in a booth, and they're the ones that make the call. You know, you, they're they're all look. They get like ten monitors in front of them. They're all looking at the different replays. So and it West, should be a decision off the field. It should never be a decision that's solely based on the head referee. It, you know, willing to consider the possibilities made a mistake and then having to decide for himself whether it's whether or not it, it changes. It should be someone else telling him you were wrong on that call. This is the call. Yeah. Do, uh, do it quickly. And there haven't been delays, right? I mean, I don't think there's been any really ordinary uh, delay in this tournament. The end of the Brazil game yesterday, maybe. Uh, what game was that? The what, Bra- what were the games Brazil, yesterday? Brazil? Uh, no, maybe it wasn't Brazil, Switzerland. Maybe it was the first game. Costa Rica, Serbia. Maybe. I don't remember. I'll have to, I, I can't look at it right now, but so, there was one that was kind of like, it was towards the end of the game. Oh, where, where he got, someone got slapped in the face. I think it was Serbia, Costa Rica. Okay. And then it ended up just being a yellow card and they wasted like three minutes to look at it. And it's like, I kind of want them to just make the call. And yeah. tell the ref to call. But when you think about how, okay, I don't think, think the ref needs to see it. 
when you think about how much no. time it gets wasted by these all these fake injuries that happen in soccer, um, the three minutes that VAR feel natural. If you've got you know four or five sets of eyes in in the VAR booth looking at ten different monitors, why does the ref on the field need to see it? Yeah, I, just I don't tell him. That, just just no. tell him. Look at it and tell him. Like it, it's it, it it's a waste of time for him to run over to the monitor. And I would say you would want make... the head referee to be the one that makes all the final decisions. No, I don't you... want. That's exactly what I don't want. I, I then want... they get egotistical and right. then they try because and defend their decisions like they do in MLS, and that's exactly what's happening here. Well, referees decide not to look at it. Say, no, you know what? I'm confident in my first call. I'm not going to look yeah. at it again. Yeah. And that's where the mistakes come in. I you mean, get re- referees that uh, that that you know that that don't want to admit they could have made a mistake. I I don't want too many VAR decisions, and I also want it done quickly. I want them to be like, okay, we're buzzing you. You need to stop the play. We're going to look at it. We've been looking at it for the last minute. or. I mean, it needs to be an immediate thing. Like, don't let another chance happen down the field, wasting a minute and a half that you're, that you're going to have to replay anyways. It just kind of gets weird, you know? Uh, yeah, that... I think a lot of people were expecting VAR to be a disaster in this tournament. And look, there's a lot of games left. There's still time for that to happen. But I think that that, uh, that, that hasn't come to fruition yet. And I, and I also think that if, you know, if, if MLS was able to implement the system the way it's been implemented thus far in the World Cup, I, I think the, the complaints would, would mostly go away. I mean, of course, yeah. you know, you've got, you've got a lot bigger budget and a lot more, you know, people, uh, you know, you can have sitting around watching it, but uh, I, I think it's a, a good, you know, guide for, you know, how to, how to implement it going forward. Yeah. Well, here's, here's the next thing I, I, I kind of want to talk about, you know, the old coverage with Dr. Joe and the boys at Fox. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I just, Fox is really, really the, the. The look is bad. Um, I can only I only really like one of their broadcasting crews, and that is uh, Derek Ray and is it Ali uh, uh, Ali Wagner? Ali Wagner. I like them. That's it. Good. Stu Holden I, and John Strong I, are actually kind of irritating me because I, they're. Kind I like of them more than you down. I know, but I think mean, I think they, you know I enjoy. I think you know that they seem like they're you know enjoying the game, and there's a I don't know there, there's an excitement in the way they call a game. At the very least, and and there's other other crews where I'm getting put to sleep, or you can just tell they're you know, that that they're that they're not in in Russia, that they're in a studio in L.A. watching it on TV like we are. That freaking Peru Denmark game. What uh, what's the guy's name? The Spanish the Spanish accented guy. Off the top of my head, I do you not. You can't remember. even understand. You can't understand his English, I, I, and that's not a slight. That's not, you know. Oh, you're anti, you know, anti Spanish, Latino, uh, whatever. No, I, we could not understand him. And if you're a Spanish speaking person, you're clearly going to watch the game on the Spanish network. So just call the game with whoever's available. You don't need to cater it. It's almost as if you're like trying to force it and it's just weird. You're not going to take Spanish speaking Americans are going to watch the Spanish speaking broadcast am i wrong in stating i can see if you're if you're trying to bring someone into the broadcasting team who you think has a specific uh, expertise on the teams involved and maybe that adds something that's that's all i can that's all i can see uh but but i think broadcast for that game it was it was much better i uh, he was just going on i couldn't understand him his reactions were delayed i don't know if he was actually in the stadium I think he is though, because I think he's in Russia. 
they, they didn't send many people to Russia. Because as it far looks as, like as far as he's been on World Cup tonight, no? Uh, well, I know, you know Fernando Fiore's been hosting that, but uh, I, you know they've been kind of rotating who's been with him. Yeah. Um, you know, Wallace has been saying dumb stuff. Um, well, in general, I think this this the studio uh, show between games and halftime, I think, has been pretty weak. I mean, I think you know, I think Stone's a fine host. Uh, yeah. I, I I enjoy Lawless more than a lot of people do. Um, yeah, I just I, I just I just like that he's got opinions and that he's interesting to listen to. Uh, I can't necessarily say that about some of the other people they've had on the on the studio panel this week. You know, where you, it's, you know, you just sure. I mean, it's it's you need you need experts, obviously, but you also need people that are going to be interesting to listen to on TV. And I, some of these some of these guys are just putting me to sleep. Yeah. Hernan Crespo. I think well, they I, had Ian Wright on there too, right? I was reading today that they were bringing in Clarence Seedorf, yep. uh, like just out of nowhere. That you know, they they, they realize yeah, something's not, like that something's not working. I mean, really, you know, they, I think the World Cup tonight is much more interesting than the you know what, what they're doing out of you know at, during the games. But uh, it's yeah, it just. Mm. I'll hold yeah. my tongue. Well, I'll, I put it this way: I think a lot of people are right to to switch over the coverage to the Telemundo coverage, even if you don't speak Spanish. It's just yeah. it's just all around better. Honestly, I, I would rather just hear the game. I would just rather sure. have the, the fields mic'd and just listen to the crowd noise and you know maybe hear the coaches. And, I think that's and, available for some games. Where you, yeah. But it's more like a, a bird's-eye view cam where you're, yeah. you're like tactical cam, if you will. Um, I, I like just the camera, camera work. I just don't want to hear yeah. them talking. And I, I'm obviously not going to not listen to something. Like, I'm not going to watch a game in silence. So that's just a bit weird. But, you know, uh, we have to deal with them again in 2022. And <laughs> hopefully after that, it'll go back to ESPN. Because I really enjoy, I really miss ESPN's well, coverage. It, since you brought that up, I, I just, just wanted to uh, you know, oh, yeah. point out what, what, I, what I said to you guys when I tweeted out earlier today. You know, uh, if, you know, we, we mentioned the the conflict on Sunday with the U.S. Open, where the or you know the Fox decided to air the final round of the U.S. Open, the entire final round of the U.S. Open on the Fox Mothership Network and all the and all the all the World Cup games in FS1. Uh, I, I, I question that decision, especially you know the Germany Mexico game, which up, was up against the you know the not even up against the leaders of the of the, of the U.S. Open. But four years from now, the 2022 World Cup is going to be played in November December. Fox again will have the rights to it. And you're going to have conflicts with the NFL four consecutive Sundays and including the final to be played on Sunday, December 18th. Uh, just brace yourselves now for that because it, it's, it's a problem I don't know how Fox is going to solve because the NFL is not changing its schedule and the World Cup is not going to change its schedule. The final is going to be played on a Sunday and that's, and that's the way it's going to be. So are we going to see the final you know, on FS1 or something like that? I think... To, or are they just going to choose not to air NFL games? Either one seems, you know, hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't oh, know what man. they're going to do. I didn't even think about the uh, final. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and that's you no, know, that's set. You know, they're not going to you know move the final because just because just of for you the know, US, for yeah. American television. <laughs> so uh, so chill on that for the next four years. <laughs> so much is so wrong about 2022, and yet we're going to have a fairly good team for that tournament, which is the, it's like bittersweet. Because I, I, I honestly, I, I already can tell I'm not going to want to watch that tournament, but whatever. Well, at, at least we're prepared for the, the time zone. It's, Qatar is in the same time zone as Moscow, so it should be pretty similar schedule. But Start uh, saving yeah. up the vacation days, boys and girls. Um, 
because I'm regretting that for this World Cup. <laughs> Got to go back to the office tomorrow, and I'm not happy about it. Yeah. I don't. I, I, I'm looking forward to one day attending a World Cup, but I, I think it'll have to wait eight years. I don't expect to be going to Doha in four years. Yeah, I don't know, I about, mean, you, I don't know about you when guys. It's, when it's coming here, I mean, we don't even have to travel now. It's pretty pretty awesome. Although I will travel around for that. Yeah, for U.S. games. Uh, I, I anyway. do plan on doing the same thing. I'm I'm gonna go. It's a, obviously, it, it, hopefully, it's locally. A huge, it's a huge success I, what you have have happening here over the next decade oh, yeah. in terms of international games. That happened games. since it's we've been be on last, and we didn't even talk about that pre-show. Uh, so if you've been under a yeah. rock, uh, we got the World Cup, so that's good. <laughs> breaking, yeah, breaking, bre- breaking news. No, I, listen, I, I think a lot of people were shocked. I think a lot of people were. This was a, um, you know, this was this was something that was started as nothing. More relieved. Yeah, it, it, this has to just do with a, a group of people that have worked relentlessly from the U.S. soccer side of things. They've gotten some help from D.C. just to push that uh american spirit to the oh, finish get line. over that we um we got our allies in canada and mexico and we have a world cup so i mean it's um you know i i love seeing the world cup and events like that you know brought to different areas of the world but that's that, that you know it, you know in a like in a vacuum sure a world cup in morocco would have been fun but you, you hate to see again, right? What, what do the people of Brazil think about you know the aftermath from four years ago? Yeah. Where you know if it was in Morocco, you'd be talking about having to to build from scratch, maybe six to eight new stadiums and massive renovations to several others. Um, it, it's just it, it's you know it, I guess it's up to you know up to the you know Morocco the way they would spend their money or but. It's just it's something that that really uh, that kind of you know whether it's World Cup or Olympics, um, I hope we're getting away from that kind of hosting scenario where it you know you either get a totalitarian government or one that just spends its you know its people's money into oblivion in order to host it. Um, you know the the North America being one of the few places where we're we're not going to build any stadiums. If it, there may be a couple that open up that we choose to you know to have games at maybe the new la stadium maybe they bring the you know the new las vegas nfl stadium into it later who knows but they're all existing venues and that's you know i know that there's not a lot of countries that could do that maybe germany or england uh a short list but i i you know i, I why I waste that- the money i i i, I get that you want to host but like Get ready on your own and then try and host it. I mean, Germany and England should host the, the next two after the U.S., in my opinion. Maybe China. Maybe China will have the stadiums available and the money available to do that. And it won't actually be a you know a huge civil rights or a human human rights you know issue like it is in Qatar yeah. and Russia. I, I feel pretty sure there will be a World Cup in, in China, whether it's 30 or 34, whatever it is. I, yeah. I think that, that's going to happen. No, I definitely yeah, I think want to that see it be... back in England, for sure. Well, I, listen, I will say this. This is U.S. soccer got a blessing when they got this World Cup uh, <laughs> granted, granted to us because here's the thing. This is a Tommy take. Oh, boy. Brace yourselves. 2026 is probably the last chance for the United States to get it right with soccer. If we don't get it right in 2026, soccer will never make it in this country. Sure, uh, if we don't in, get it right, in, 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 I guess I, I can see where you come from on that. But In the sense that you have to have a team, A, that can't do what they did in the um, Confederation. What does making it mean? Um, <laughs> making it means breaking the, 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 
the mainstream of there's only four major sports in this country. You want soccer after 2026 to be classified as the fifth major sport in this country that when it doesn't matter whatever market you're in in, in this country, in America, soccer is considered in the conversation among the top five sports. You always talk about hockey around this country. You always talk about baseball. You always okay. talk about football. You always sure. talk about basketball. For soccer now, needs to be in that conversation then, by 2026. Sure. And if it's not, then the sport is doomed. Well. A, a World Cup here can have a, a big impact on that in this sense. But in, in order to get to what you're talking about, that has to be MLS. That has to be people growing up, supporting a team that they care about in their in their local area. That That's what brings people, you know, makes people fans in this country of those four sports that are long established, you know, professional leagues that are long established in this country because most people have, you know, grow up with a team they care about. And, and I think it's that's 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 the difference. Um, you know, you have plenty of soccer fans in this country who are interested in the World Cup. They're interested in the Premier League or interested in Liga MX, whatever the case may be. But it's, you know, it's MLS is going to take time. And I think it's, it's, it's headed there. But I, but I would agree with this, that a World Cup hosted in this country, much like in 1994, is is an opportunity like that. It's an opportunity to inspire people, to make people fall in love with the game that may not have otherwise. And, you know, it's 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 as much an an opportunity to look forward to eight years uh, as as this year was a missed opportunity from that perspective uh, to to not have U.S. in in the World Cup and not get a chance to see a kid like Christian Pulisic uh, and and inspiring other kids to play. Um, But it's it's uh, you can't really. I don't know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's hard to overestimate, I'll say, the impact that that could potentially have in eight years. And that's exciting to think about. Yeah. Uh, and, and the, you know, the, the talent pool that we have and, you know, where we're going to have it, it's all really exciting. The, the concept right. of, well, you know, yeah. having it in three different countries is kind of cool. The amount of teams and, is not as cool, but. Yeah, and we can say that because it's happened here before, because there's just endless stories of people who, you know, who, who were inspired that, you know, that fell in love with the game in and around the 94 World Cup being here, who, who you know, who had a chance to see that level of soccer in, in person for the first time or, or, you know, had to that, you know, that had it in front of, the, you know, in, in front of their eyes the first time that, you know, that a, a, a U.S. team, uh, you know, doing well on, on the world stage. And, it's, you know, and it was it was an exciting time. And I think that that's just you take that the 94 World Cup was and then you know, square it, you know, multiply it by, you know, <laughs> you know, by 10, whatever it, it, it's, it has a chance to be that much bigger. Yeah. All right. Well, you got anything else to say, or do we want to uh, hold off anything else until next week when we got more games to uh, discuss? Enjoy the games, find time to watch, record them if you have to. Um, you know, it's, it, it, it's a uh, fun every four years and, you know, I know we're all talking to soccer fans here, but get people, you know, don't be elitist to people that are in, say, in your office and and asking you about the games or have have opinions about soccer or have opinions about a certain team. You know, engage them, talk to them. Don't be condescending. Don't, um, you know, talk down to them. It's our job as U.S. soccer fans in this country 
to promote the game, to grow the game, to get it to where it needs to be so that we're a world soccer power. And part of that is, uh, you know, getting people to like the sport. That's our job, too. And, you know, supporting the team and, you know, showing up. Tell them about MLS. Tell them it is a little different. You know, give it a shot. Maybe you should watch them. A lot of the players in the MLS actually are, are playing in this World Cup. Uh, those are some talking points. You know, it's just, it's something I've been thinking about. Um, I, w- you know, the, the goal of this show when, when we created it is to, you know, make soccer big in America and, and, and help in what little way or big way we can. And I, I just hope that, that we can all do our part, um, and use this to our advantage, use the 2026 world cup to our advantage and go from there Hurrah! during, during the world cup more than any other event in soccer is as a great opportunity to go out to your local soccer pub sports bar where groups of fans are gathering to watch these games go out and experience that you could even if you're a neutral maybe you're gonna maybe you'll go out to you know run into a fan a group of peru fans watching peru play and you'll just want to join in with them and when you see the, the passion there go out and do that that, that's the thing that there's no better way to experience a game than being amongst a group of passionate supporters even if you're a neutral and, uh, and that's what's great about this tournament. All right. We're back next week. Follow us on Twitter at Justin Teenag, at Rod McNeil, at Tommy Quinlan Ivy, for me, at Sean L. Donahue, for Sean Donahue. And, of course, always follow us on Twitter, uh, the show on Twitter, at New American Game. We'll be back with you next week. And a lot more exciting action happening in the 2018 World Cup with a theme song that features Will Smith. What's up? All right, cool. We're back next week. Bye. All righty.